When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh god, we're better Hi. off waiting until these end. Oh, you want to wait for the train? It's too late now, I've started. <laughs> hi, uh, hi. hi, I'm Dave. This is my wife. Hello. Kathy. And this is the Cinemile, the podcast where we wait for a train <laughs> to pass awkwardly. And then we walk to the movies. There we go. Uh, we're off to the light cinema uh, for a screening of Knives Out. Which we've been dying to see. Yeah, that's. this is just, it's a great trailer. It's a great cast. It's, it's one of the best trailers like I've seen in years. Yeah, it just looks like a lot of fun. It's a murder mystery, which is one of our favourite genres, I think, it's, particularly ours. It's a favourite genre of mine and one that's almost never done. Like, so much so that when we watched Murder Mystery this summer on Netflix, we probably enjoyed it more than we should have because like, <laughs> yes. you never see this genre. Well, um, well, you see it, but it's, it's, off, it's most often seen on television I would say it's more television but also it's it, it was more of a kind of 80s 90s genre like most television now that's you know procedural crime stuff yeah they're not, mur- they're not murder mysteries they're not like yeah this is you know specifically the murder mystery kind of Cluedo or Clue whatever it was called Cluedo game Clue the movie yeah this, that kind of a setting This, yeah exactly yeah. this looks like it, it's um going to play with the uh, fun um, murder in, a, in an enclosed space the it butler does. did it conventions that, and that I, um, we love the, as, it's Agatha Christie as research basically. I read because I've never read it I've just finished Murder on the Orient Express research guys I was like, that's the level of commitment yeah. you get with the cinema like we never I had never read it I've always meant to read it and I thought like ahead of Knives Out which is you can tell is clearly inspired by Agatha Christie I am um, Red Murder on the Orange Express. Yeah, it was pretty good. Sadly, have not seen the kids. That's, that's your one word <laughs> review of, uh, <laughs> of Agatha Christie's. I think for anyone who's read it, it's no spoilers, good. the end is a bit silly, but up until the end, I really enjoyed it. Okay. But um, my mom saw the Kenneth Branagh movie a couple of years ago and said it was like as dull as a long train journey, to quote her. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so I never saw that movie. Classic Linda. Anyway, super excited for this. What a cast. Huge cast. I actually can't cast. remember who was in the trailer because there were so many people. I'll throw a few names at you. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> Daniel Craig. Uh, Captain Chris, America. Chris Captain America. Um, uh, Muriel's Wedding. Tony Collette, yeah. Um, oh my God, Michael Shannon's <laughs> in it. Um, we'll we'll uh, come back to after we've seen it. We've forgotten. I saw the trailer a while ago. And it's directed by the guy who did Looper, which I love. Yeah, Ryan Johnson, Brick Looper, The Last Jedi. Um, Have not um, seen The Last Jedi or Brick. But he also wrote this. It's pretty impressive and it's getting amazing He writes, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, listeners, but he writes all his own stuff. Well, if he wrote Looper, I'm a big fan. He wrote Looper, he wrote Brick, he wrote um, uh, another one with uh, Mark Ruffalo (laughs) and Adrian Brody, which I absolutely hated. 
Oh. Um, but I loved Looper. Yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy. I've and you like, hated the Last Jedi. And I hated right? the Last Jedi, but I liked Brick. So I'm like basically right down the middle with <laughs> Ryan Johnson. I think, I think he, as a filmmaker and a writer, I think he's very, very clever, um, which I think can go either way. Well, clever is going to work. Apparently, I read a piece with him somewhere. I can't remember where I was reading it. Like he was writing this for years, like plotting this for years. Fun. I'm I'm well excited. I'm for so this. excited. Like, I, I think, love a whodunit. I think what you do get with Ryan Johnson, whether I think he's one of the more interesting filmmakers around today, because you don't whether you like it, whether I like it or love it, I it's almost always something I haven't seen before. Um, he doesn't play with convention or he doesn't play by convention he plays with convention ooh um, that's a really nice line shame you shame you blew it yeah <laughs> <laughs> how long did you plan that line for let's just whole thing again <laughs> just come up with it uh, um, alright so yeah so I'm, I'm pumped and this is it just looks like it's going to be a fun um, a fun watch yeah. that's all that's all basically that's you and want. I really want from a movie well, and most also, of the time um, over don't our- want to be challenged tonight <laughs> On our Patreon, um, we literally just did a movie watch where we always have a different theme every month, selected by a viewer, uh, a subscriber. So this month it was One Room Movies, and everyone voted on 12 Angry Men. So we just did a big review on that over on Patreon. But what was so cool about 12 Angry Men is it was like, when you've got the right script, the setting can, can just be one room, and it can work as an entirely amazing movie. And this, I don't know how claustrophobic the setting is, but I feel like if he's gotten the story and script as good as I'm hoping it to be, oh yeah, I'd happily. Then it will just you'll happily spend hours with them in the same location. I'd spend two hours in the, in this house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, fingers crossed. Can't wait to see it. Bye. Right. Bye. I don't know why you. <laughs> why you would do that? You said recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? Can we ask why? Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. I'm gonna live till I die. You think one of his family walls, walls. killed? Is that what you're suggesting? Love twisting the knife into one another. Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, eat shit. How's that? Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smile. Definitely eat shit. You know something. Spill it. I suspect foul play. I have eliminated no suspects. <laughs> Hi, we're out. We saw knives out. And now it's cold out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so <Nice>. funny. <laughs> um, I, th- I loved that. I, yeah, ju- I had th- such a thoroughly good time. And it was like usually because my hopes were really high, and usually when my hopes are this high for a movie, it doesn't live up to it. But it actually exceeded my expectations. And yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. I didn't realize. <laughs> and there's the review done. Bye bye. Go see Knives Out. <laughs> Go see Knives Out. <laughs> if you haven't listened to us before, you, there's no spoilers yet. Uh, we'll turn onto Spoiler Street in a minute. 
which will be particularly prevalent for this yeah. uh, movie. So do not listen if you haven't seen the movie. But that's kind of it. I don't know what else to say. It's uh, it's fun. It's um, surprising. It feels fresh and different. It's like fresh and different, but also really true to a genre that yes. like is a very comforting genre. <laughs> exactly. It's familiar. <laughs> yeah. It's familiar while also being fresh and different. It's brilliantly It's written. an oxymoron. It's fantastically constructed and written, and it's um, funny. The the dialogue is just like cracking. The I actors loved are loving it. it. Do you know yeah, what I love? Everyone's in having a ball here. Everyone. Not everyone, but a lot of them are really playing against type, right? But in particular, two men that we know from very famous franchises. So Daniel Craig, who is like I'm the first. To Remind say, me what Daniel Craig. I absolutely loathe and abhor the Daniel Craig um, <laughs> Bond movies, and I hate his performance in them because it's just dry as shit, right? But oh damn it! I need to get cash out. The ATM's broken. Um, anyway. Uh, so right Daniel there. Craig, I can't stand in Bond movies, and he is absolutely hamming it up. He's doing his best Frank Underwood impression, and he is <laughs> rocking this movie, right? So I've I've gone from being a Daniel Craig hater to an absolute lover of him in this movie. I've, I've, I don't know if I've ever liked him in a movie before. He's funny. I've never enjoyed his any performance of his, but I loved him in this. And then the second one is Captain America, another dry balls. Chris Evans. Chris Evans is so dull in the Avengers movies and no. Captain America movies. You stop it. But he's brilliant in this. He's totally different. Now, again, he's not an actor I really know outside of that franchise, so maybe he's always like this. Have you ever him. seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World? No. But he's brilliant in this and he's having so much fun. Uh, they're all you can just tell they're having the best laugh basically and Don Johnson is having a bit of a resurgence because we're also wa- just watching he's in Watchmen in Watchmen yeah. and he's great he's in this he's great Jamie Lee Curtis is having a ball Tony Collette's having a ball um, also um, it's brilliant shout out to Lakeith Stanfield um, from who we watched in Sorry to Bother You oh he's brilliant recently yeah. he plays the lead detective he's brilliant he is I want to see him in everything he's amazing yeah love him um, so yeah I just really enjoyed it like frankly from start to finish and then it has we will save this for Spoiler Street a lead I wasn't expecting yeah I loved the lead character I swear I didn't even notice her in the credits yeah that's because I think that was deliberate or, or in the trailers I think that I was deliberate and we should get to Spoiler Street okay 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 I mean, um, when you've got a cast this famous it's kind of hard to spot anyone you don't recognise right yeah this is true um, and also we have to say um a cinema we're in we're in like I think the biggest screen absolutely packed like I yeah. think there wasn't an empty seat in the cinema and everyone was loving it you could tell like there was so much laughter in the audience like it was brilliant like because I went to see last Christmas last week and you could have heard a pin drop there was literally no audience reaction <laughs> no one was interested and it was like basically empty even though I know it was apparently um, top of the box office so I think this one's going to absolutely smash it. And I'm just so pleased to see everyone turning out and going to see movies that are, like, not action movies, not franchises, like, based on story and character. And, like, you would presume a pretty mid-level budget and a pretty, pretty quick shoot. And I think this is the kind of cinema we should all be going to, like, that's story-led and character-led. And, it's a, like, it's exactly how, my kind of movie, how about, how about entertainment-led? Like this, like this there's movie an actual is, story in this movie. Yeah, this movie is entertaining because of its story and its characters, not because they spent fifty million dollars on uh, special effects. 
Well, and um, funnily or, enough about Chris like, Evans and um, Daniel Craig, like they've both openly come out against the big franchise that they've known for and say, like, I'm not, don't want to do this yeah, anymore. Yeah, good point, good point. They really don't. They want they, to do they, fun stuff. That's a great point. They are two very... Um, beleaguered um, <laughs> centres of, of franchises yeah. Chris Evans for years saying he was retiring from acting no. um, it basically this is my last Captain America this is my last James Bond here they are on screen looking like like as fresh as a daisy yeah. having the time of their life Daniel Craig I'd have, bar- I'd have barely recognised him in this movie quite frankly and yeah. Tony Collette is like a joy it's like it's <laughs> well, all as, just wonderful as ever as yeah. ever have you ever seen but Tony Collette, like, I've not never seen her play like a ditzy valley girl. Awesome. Like she was really, like, really surprised. <laughs> the name, the name of her character's company is Flam. <laughs> She's awesome. an Insta influencer. Yeah. I mean, if that's if that sentence isn't enough to drive you to watch this movie, go watch this movie. It's an absolute joy. With genuinely fantastic plot twists. So when we get to Sporter Street, yes, yeah, spoiler. Do not Listen past this point. Yeah, they know how spoilers work. Well, lots of people go, oops, do you know what? You gave a warning and then I didn't pause it and then I just listened anyway. This is your warning, right? Well, also, I've, I've been here. I've been that person who's <laughs> frantically looking, fumbling for their phone and then your earphones are still going. I actually dragged the earphones out of my ear one time. Good, as it should be, right? But I think we've definitely given you enough notice now. spoiler notice. All right. Okay. So firstly, let's talk about what you what mentioned who the lead character of this movie is because I swear I didn't even know she was in the in this movie or from the trailers or whatever her name is I had to IMDB her Anna de Armas Anna de Armas uh, she is younger, younger than us oh look at that she's in No Time to Die and Blade Runner with Daniel Craig anyway we're just all IMDB who is she in Blade Runner I don't recognise her and Joy I, oh she's AI the giant girlfriend. she's the giant hologram isn't she I know, know. The, yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter who she was in something else. Um, she's absolutely brilliant in this. Yeah, she's. And great. you know what she does fantastically? So she plays like this very innocent, sweet character, which you know can get very sickly sometimes. And sometimes, like you can watch a movie, for example, a little bit in the latest Terminator, where the lead character is this like young, nice, girly woman, and they're just a bit too sweet and a bit too sickly but but she this actress pulls it right off doesn't she like you're totally on her side and what I found fascinating yeah. is like how he structured this movie is so clever like I was completely shocked that very early on it seemed like we actually knew that she had accidentally killed the old man yeah because you get that moment and you're like well where do we go from here yeah and I so thought oh <laughs> this is fascinating it's really interesting like I genuinely did not know where the movie was going and that very rarely happens but it, do you know what it did by doing that it created um, a different kind of suspense because because you're like I don't want her to get caught yeah you're with, you're with her and they, they, he puts her in the position as, uh, as Daniel Craig's Watson and then <laughs> so she's, she's there retracing the steps of what of, of her own sort of you know quote unquote cover up and uh, and you're, you're, oh you're God, just waiting Blummer. for her to get caught out we haven't even mentioned how great Christopher Plummer was in this he movie. was wonderful I loved I, I love their scenes together do you know what I really um enjoyed about Christopher Plummer and his character was I expected him to be a horrible prick because in a whodunit the yeah. victim's always a horrible exactly. prick that's every episode of Murder She Wrote yeah. you have to have a horrible prick um, 
that gets murdered and then everyone has a motive because they were a horrible prick. But they actually, he reverses it. The family are horrible pricks and he's lovely. Stop horrible pricks now. No, but you know what no, I mean. No, Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't horrible. No, true. But in fact, she was relatively sidelined. If anything, I was going to mention my only sort of vague criticism of this movie is that the the first half of the movie spends a lot of time setting up all of these different characters and I was just in it and I loved how they he, the, he cuts together these the, the different interview scenes yeah it's brilliant at the very beginning and it's it's just this um, masterful exposition delivery and character introduction and like, like just the right side of Hammy Oh yeah, but it's just no, but it's fun. There's and it's it's fun, but like constructive and just I, I absolute masterclass. I loved it. Um, but the second half of the film, then kind of after we get that uh, the 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 reveal um, that Marta did it. Yeah, that Marta did it, and then you get the will. It kind of just becomes the Marta and Chris Evans show. Ransom was his name. Um, <laughs> I love that. His name was Ransom. And the other, such an the other characters, name. the other characters, particularly Jamie Lee Curtis, kind of just fade into the background. Well, especially because there was a lot of characters. I thought that at the start. I thought it's actually. I, I thought I'll be interested to see how he can make all of these characters work because it's a lot of people to give airtime to. Yeah, but I felt I felt the balance was like yeah off. she got the lease for sure but but that's kind of fine I mean he told the story he told and and I was with it and loved it but but certainly the um, I mean there was the, like the, four the, kind of like the, four kid characters you yeah know, we get you, no time with Nazi alt-right boy I, I love I, I really <laughs> I enjoyed really this movie felt um, very of uh, mired in today's politics and yeah, issues even though it was an old fashioned setting yeah. like, I love the fact that they're discussing like Mexican immigrants and our um, heroine whose name I just said and I've forgotten now Marta um, Marta she we know we, can, we know she's Hispanic but we don't know what country she's from and every time someone in the family says it's a different she's country. from Uruguay <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's from Brazil <laughs> uh, she's from Mexico it was, such a, it was such a lovely uh, just very lovely good touch. writing yeah. and they're all discussing like they're all having their rich White, um, you know, bourgeoisie debate over fucking canapes as to you know what you should do about Mexican immigrants, and like Don Johnson calls her into the room, and he's just like so condescending to her, says the country that she came from incorrectly, we presume, and then hands her his plate. hands her his oh plate. My God, oh my god! Like Don Johnson's very, brilliant very good. in this as well. He, he's really enjoyable. Yeah, it's funny. It was like a, a mixture of like a good old fashioned detective story, but like felt very contemporary. And then, like, of course, at one point someone's watching Murder, She Wrote in the background, which just made me so happy because Murder, She Wrote is my favourite TV show of all yeah. time. Uh, but it was her mother watching it in Spanish. Um, but it owes yeah, it, 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 owes, it kind of owes a debt to Murder, She Wrote while also being nothing like Murder, She Wrote. Well, Murder, She Wrote used to have a good twist, but Murder, She Wrote, the victim, was always horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's what, that's what I really liked about this. I liked that the... I liked that the core of this the, the hole in the donut so to speak which was a wonderful <laughs> metaphor which is I loved how terrible the metaphor was and he stuck with it and it only got worse it was brilliant um, but the I love that the core of this movie is that the victim is in cahoots with his murderer <laughs> yes, in many ways <laughs> I just, um, and then he actually like it's actually so sweet like Christopher Plummer like his character whose name I can't remember he loves Marta so much um, 
in just a very, you know, lovely kind of fatherly way that when he thinks she's accidentally given him morphine and he's going to die, he slits his own throat to save her. And I think in part it's because he knows, she doesn't know, that he's just left her his whole fortune and that she would look very very guilty and no one would believe <laughs> yeah, yeah. her that she's, yeah, very true. that she's given him morphine but I love right he thinks he's got six minutes to live and he's he's 85 and he's been a writer for what 56 years so he's like this is exactly how you can cover up the <laughs> yeah. murder and he tells her everything to do and I was like yes this is such an amazing murder mystery moment it's so fun and, and also at that point you're like wait, wait we're only halfway through this movie That's if only like, I'm genuinely, like, like where is this going it's so rare that it happens I sat in the cinema and went oh my god I don't know where this is going yeah. I'm having so much fun and I completely trust the filmmaker that they're going to deliver on it because it's so good exactly and then I was like how I could relax do you get that because I knew it was a long enough movie like I'd looked up the duration and it was over two hours which I'd kind of gone oh, I don't know if they'll manage to keep it tight and then it was like I could have watched it for, for way more You, I mean you could not have summed it up better you can relax I'm like you know I'm when you're like, watching a bad movie like when you're watching Last Christmas which you know you haven't seen and you're like oh I don't know what's happening this is so bad I don't know when it's going to end but this was just like you're totally on a journey no but also 90% of, if you go to movies as, as much as you and I do and most of our listeners do um, you, 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 it's hard to get surprised it's because really there's it's so much, so um, much deriv- der- derivativeness and formula yeah it's like so I really really um, appreciate when you get a gift like this is a gift this movie is a gift honestly when I haven't well I know we just watched 12 Angry Men which I loved and actually do you know what I feel so privileged that in the same week I've watched 12 Angry Men and now Knives Out because I'm like this is the kind of movie making I want to watch yeah like Dave's trying to make me go and see Star Wars at Christmas we're debating it I don't I don't want like this reinforces to me why I do not want to go and see Star Wars like a load of actors phoning it in in front of blue screens in just a franchise that Disney is churning out year to year to year like it's not my thing like and this is and I'm so happy we went to I this ca- I came into this I came into this I said to you I don't want to talk about Star Wars or The Last <laughs> Jedi or Ryan Johnson or any of this and here you are parking it <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm up backing talking, it up into my I'm not talking about him in Star Wars I'm sorry not, let's not I'd talk forgotten about, about that yeah but let's no, no, not I'm just talk saying, about Star Wars I'm just saying I'm so pleased like this is my kind of movie now I have a question for you okay if you were Marta and you got left the house the publishing company yeah and 60 mil what would you do okay well I'm not going to answer that I'll question tell you what I instead do. I'm going to well fine you're, so you're not you're not interested in what well, I no, would do I am you just want to tell me you said I'm not going to answer go that on question then, go on. I'd keep the 60 mil okay and I'd give the family back the publishing house and the house because why mire yourself in their shit anymore like let them have, f- squabble over that you've got 60 million you're all good girl <laughs> you do not need to own the or publishing give them house f- 30 mil and you keep 30 or no whatever. no no I'd keep the cash and I'd sever yeah. my ties with their um, assets okay um, why don't you want to tell me what you do because I think that's well we, we mentioned this in our 12 angry men chat but like that's not the, the movie's not about that and the of movie's the not movie's not about what part of the money Mart is going to keep if, it, if anything the movie <laughs> if it, the movie's the movie's about the corrupting influence of money well it was this, great at the end that final shot is Marta standing on the balcony looking down at the family who've all been kicked out of the house and her cup says my house my coffee my yeah, room and, that, and we see that cup in the very first frame or it's, it's genius oh do we I didn't know yeah that. one of the first few shots is that cup and that the, was br- I loved how it ended like but, she was like uh-huh. but let's talk about that. that's what this movie 
movie's about. That's the, the, the theme of this movie is a man who is has built an empire. They keep talking about how he's self-made and everyone else, it, all of his children want to emulate that and it's very important. Jamie Lee Curtis says, no, 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 I made that company. That's my company. It's not me and my husband's company. It's my company. I'm self-made. I'm, I'm you know... Everyone wants to emulate their father and his success. And he wants that for them as well. He talks about how he regrets giving um, Michael Shannon control of the publishing company because he didn't make something for himself. It reminded me of succession and in that way. Ve- like, yeah, yeah, a very rich dad like who comes um, you know, from nothing. and then Very like succession, but the very opposite sort of person. Yeah, very um, different characters. But, but it that- was that like kind of begrudging your own kids that like you came from a poor background, but they were given money. But that's not really fair because... It's not their. It's not their. It's not their fault that you gave them money as much as no, it's not your fault that, you were that, poor. No, but it's not. That's not. And that's not. And that's what you get in the few scenes you have with Christopher Plummer. You get the sense of a man, um, toying with with the decisions he's made and the life he's made, and whether or not he has made life worse for his children. And that's uh, that's the impression that you get that. The money, his money and success has made life worse for them or has made them lesser than they could have been. Yeah. And that's and why an you get a grandchild um, in mm-hmm. Ransom who <laughs> has never had a Brilliant. job and is this, turns out to be a sadistic. I love right at the end when he goes to kill Marta murderer. and he goes, that in for a penny. And he goes to kill Marta. That's yeah, so that, that was moment. really funny. But and, you know what I think Chris But hang on, sorry. Can, oh. I, can, I just, can I just unravel my thoughts here for a second? Yeah. Um, the. But that's what's caused it's the it, it's the money and the success like this film at at its core is is kind of anti-capitalist I think it's his success has isolated him from his family it's ruined their lives and it's meant that his only companionship is with somebody who has no interest in it and that's why he gives the money to her it's why he um, she is his friend they keep talking about she is his only friend and, and for the very first scene we have with Marta her friend just died They uh, the, the language is very deliberate there um, so kind of I think that, I think that's what this movie is saying so the, it's, it's interesting that at the end you get by she's the only one who wasn't seeking money and she's the one who sort of got it in the end the rest of them are left literally on the outside of the balcony anyway I'm I'm done Okay. No, no, I agree. Um, for sure. But I think it's a lot of money to leave one person. I don't know. I don't think. I think if he wanted to be very altruistic, he should have given some to charity or something. Like, it's just a bit odd to leave one person that much money. But what I don't understand is so I totally get why you cut, like, ransom out of the will, right? I totally get why you cut um, Tony Collette because she's double dipping. I don't see why you'd cut your son who never did anything but work really hard on your publishing brand out of your will. And I don't see why you'd cut Jamie Lee Curtis who, granted you gave her a million dollars to help her start a business, but by all accounts she's turned it into a success. Now we know lots of people like maybe Donald Trump get money from their dad and they fucking blow it and can't start a business to save their life. So, why was Jamie Lee Curtis cut out of the will and why was Michael Shannon cut out of the will it yeah. all seemed a bit mean on d- the dad's part I, I don't say. know and also the movie doesn't spe- like yeah, the this, this is my point us. they the should movie, have given us motives for them the movie doesn't spend enough time with those characters yeah. um, like to, Michael to Shannon he says like okay look you're basically he knows what Michael Shannon that like you're gonna sell my rights to Netflix and I don't want you to do that 
Jamie well, Lee I Curtis, get, I, there was nothing. No, no, I get, I, yeah, exactly. With Michael Shannon, um, Walt was his character. It, it, you, you've got somebody who um, he feels he has given, as he says, the gatekeeper to his own works, and he feels like he's not doing them justice. Like he doesn't want movies and TVs of his books. He wants he wants it to be pure. So I kind of got that. But Jamie Lee Curtis, like, we, f- first of all, I don't think we ever got a a scene. With Jamie Lee Curtis and her dad, so I'm like, I don't ever have a sense of their relationship. She just mentions that they play games, which yeah. only culminates in her play with the lighter trick at the end, which is really just a sort of a. Uh, 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 That's it's straight out of like, the Five Finders. It's almost a slight, but it, yes, but the, the the it's almost just a slight cursory sort of nod to this side and it's quest. Really mean. Plot. It's like so. I've written you out of my will. Oh, and FYI, your husband's cheating on you. It's like, sorry, yeah. what did your daughter do to deserve I'm, this I'm treatment? With, I'm with you. There's no <laughs> sense of... There's no sense of... Is it punishment justice. for having ransom no as your son? no justice. I guess... But the, all we get from her is that she's maybe slightly aggressive or belligerent, but, but she seems like a perfectly yeah. fine person. <laughs> so, yeah, I wish they just... I think what... The, I mean, look, to me, is it's basically a perfect movie anyway, but I wish they'd just given them all a bit of a motive because that would have been a bit more fun. My One of my favourite scenes was when Chris Evans comes in and we kind of meet him properly for the first time and he's just horrible to everyone and he says only the help call me Hugh <laughs> it's brilliant yeah that was good uh, so yeah. although I felt like some of the stuff in this movie with Chris Evans spoiled was by the trailer spoiled by the yeah. trailer because my god they went heavy on Chris, the Chris Evans sort of yeah. joke bit because he's not in the movie that to the much. point where and I think the audience felt the same because his his you eat shit you eat shit whatever bit we've seen uh, so many yeah. times because this trailer got a lot of play and the audience was just silent yeah and it would have been really funny if we hadn't seen it in the trailer and the yeah. KFC like CSI stuff like that was good stuff but it had been ruined in the trailer but I think I mean we need to be quiet next walking down a quiet road I don't want to spoil the movie for anyone but I think it was brilliant that Chris Evans done it <laughs> I just really enjoyed it I just enjoyed the whole thing um, honestly I just think he should only go- make I, murder mysteries now do you know what I really enjoyed was the whole like <laughs> it was like it was like the Princess Bride with the the swapping of the oh, that was the labels so fun. and the uh, in the end you didn't poison anyone because you know the exact weight and texture of a morphine <laughs> bottle I was like yes was she's the world's best nurse wonderful. I want her to be my nurse it's so good and and what a great mechanic which I've never seen before the whole um, she cannot lie she vomits if she lies which oh is oh my god I forgot to discuss it's, that's it's, amazing it's, it's obviously it's absolutely farcical I can't imagine that's a real thing maybe it is but it's as a mo- as a sort of a, a, a device in a movie it's so for a character who we know has committed a crime <laughs> and is spending all her time with the lead detective yeah. I'm like it's oh brilliant. my god you can't get a better yeah. um, like bomb under the detector. table um, like in light detector machine. yeah it's, it's just it's, it's a fucking genius yeah, I, it I, I, it's really so, so clever anyway we have to go because it's freezing and we have to let a babysitter go home um, thank you everyone for listening let yeah. us know if you watch Knives Out um, guys let's all chat about it. Knives Out on Twitter at The Cinemile on Instagram at The Cinemile on Facebook at, at The, the Cinemile, Cinemile. Um, <laughs> or email us thecinemile at gmail.com and loads of you guys do email us and we always write back and we'll write back to you wherever you talk to us because we just love talking about movies as yeah. you might guess um, and, and if I, you think we, I think we got a lot more to say about this we do and if you haven't already done so please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to us and rate yeah, us we are because, on all the podcast um, things 
sometimes people ask why why do podcasters ask for ratings the reason being um, a it's like a stamp of quality on your podcast if you have ratings but b it also helps other people find it because it kind of drives the itunes charts and that's why we ask we're not just arbitrarily asking it's actually kind of like the currency of podcasting and um, so if we you passed have, our house we haven't we're walking up and down past it so if you have um like one minute to spare and you're on apple podcast just search the podcast and rate and subscribe thank you very much Rate and subscribe. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm gonna live, 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 until I... It's a twisted web. We are not finished untangling it, not yet. What is this? CSI KFC? <clears throat> Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.